This is episode 78, a special Tales from Teens quarantine edition with Cameron Payne and her mom, who is a life coach and returning guest, Siri Payne. Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are so excited to be with you all today, and we're just so grateful for you to be here. And this episode is going to be a special quarantine edition episode. Quarantine. (laughs) But we're so, so grateful because we have a return guest that reached out to us, and this is a time-sensitive subject. So uh, Siri Payne, we had you on several episodes ago and when you reached out to us we were so excited and then brilliant idea to have your teen daughter join us on this episode welcome to becoming Cameron and Siri we're so excited to have you thank you for having us back that was very brave of you (laughs) (laughs) no Siri we know a little bit about you from our previous episode I know you're a life coach Um, And Cameron, I want to hear a little bit about you, but can you both just introduce yourselves a little bit to our listeners so we can just get to know you guys a little bit? Go ahead, Cameron. Um, I'm currently a senior in high school. I love sports, specifically volleyball and all things artsy. Um, Right now, I'm working as a certified nursing assistant at a memory care facility, and I'm also growing my cake business, Cakes by Cameron. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> where, tell us where your head is. So because she's a senior, she's hoping, right? What's happening next? This, yeah, right. <laughs> well, this fall, I'm supposed to be headed down to Southern Utah University as a presidential ambassador, and I'm planning on majoring in nursing. Well, that's that's awesome. great. You're probably still working right now. They still need CNAs and care. So how has that been? Has that been scary to work at this time? It's been a bit scary, but I've been grateful that I've had the opportunity to work right now and save up some money. So kind of scary, but we've been taking a lot of precautions that I I don't feel too nervous about working right now. I think if anything, Cameron's really more nervous about the people she's working for or working with because she works with the elderly population in memory care. She's been very taking lots of precautions to keep her healthy just because she doesn't want to get them sick. Yes, that's a large responsibility. That's, that's right where now. her scareness, I guess, if that's a word, is coming. But they're so grateful for your willingness to still step up at this time and serve them. That's a really amazing gift you're giving them right now. Thank you. Okay, Siri, what have you been up to with your work lately? Um, just still working as a life coach, which I absolutely love. I am the mom of three teenagers. Cameron is my oldest, so I kind of have a. I guess a, a, a special spot in my heart for teens, but especially at this time as I'm watching my own teens. And um, although I generally work with mothers, they all have teens as well. And so I have been coaching some of their teens just with special one-on-ones or just helping the parent with their teen because there's a lot of stuff going on and they just have a lot that they need to work through. We love that so much. We know that you have such a heart for teens and just because you have teens, you have a better understanding as well. So all of this is going to be so helpful 
Um, one thing that we want all of our listeners to know that right now this episode is so needed, but I think one of the most important things to keep in mind is that everything we're going to talk about today is something that can be applied to other scenarios in life challenges. We want this episode to be something that can be helpful in the future. So even if you're listening to this way down the road and we're not in quarantine anymore, the things that we're talking about are still really helpful. There are still going to be challenges and struggles. And we sometimes feel like those things are overwhelming, never ending, and we're just left alone. That's very applicable to right now to everyone, but there are going to be individual circumstances that are going to feel like that. So in a few months when somebody's listening to this, we hope that you'll stick around and apply these things to your personal situations. Exactly. And we know that with the coronavirus, life looks very, very different right now than it usually does. And uh, so we're focusing on that today and those feelings and the concerns and the frustrations because we know that teens are just having these huge feelings right now, especially seniors. I think they're just kind of devastated that the climax of their childhood has seems to be just taken away from them. And that is a hard thing to cope with and understand. So Cameron, as a teenager, what are some of the emotions that you're feeling right now being a senior and maybe feeling those things I talked about? It's been pretty challenging, at least for mm -hmm. me, to identify exactly what those feelings are. I have felt this like immense sadness, but yes. I haven't been able to pinpoint why this sadness is occurring and has continued to linger over the past couple of weeks. I totally thought it would be over by now. <laughs> yeah, we all did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also important to understand that while many teens are feeling this sadness, they are also aware of how privileged they are to be in a technological age. I, for one, am grateful that my family can accomplish our school and work obligations via the internet. So it's kind of been this constant battle between wanting to feel gratitude and hope at this time, while also having this imminent sadness on the daily. I'm really grateful to hear you just being honest and vulnerable about the feelings that you're having, Cameron, because I think everyone is dealing with those feelings. Like they're feeling, wanting to feel the grateful feelings, but then they still are really struggling. So Siri, like how can we help teens and ourselves like understand our feelings and just navigate through this? So of course, yeah, we all have lots of different feelings right now that are all across the spectrum. But when I have talked to these teens, especially like how they're feeling right now, as Cameron mentioned, it's been very difficult for them to kind of pinpoint what that feeling is that's kind of driving them. And so what I think it may be really helpful for us to dive into a little bit is to consider that we might be grieving. I know grieving is a word that we usually tend to talk about surrounding death, but grieving is just the loss of someone or something. And so what many teens are most likely feeling, and us too as well, which is grief, which is a loss of the things that we are missing out on, a loss of the events that maybe we were expecting to attend, the loss of like our normal life, going to school, hanging out with friends, and just being able to work and date. So as parents, if we recognize that they are grieving in some way, and it might look differently than what we think grieving might look like, but if we can just recognize that they're possibly grieving, then we can show up with more compassion and more understanding for our teens, just as we would for anyone that is grieving. 
And I also apply the same advice to teens. Don't forget like your siblings, your friends, and even your parents are grieving too. And show up for them with compassion and kindness as well. Oh, I totally agree with that, Siri. One of the best ways for me to get out of my little dark hole is by just looking up and seeing other people and what they might be thinking or going through. I think that's really wise advice. But I actually want to know more from Cameron about what are some specific parts of your senior year that you are most sad about missing out on? What's really bothering you about that? The hardest part for me is having events being postponed at my school. There's still hope that we're going to have like prom in May or graduation, but realistically, those things aren't probably going to happen. So that's been hard to kind of come to terms with. Mm -hmm. It's also been challenging to just not see my friends on a daily basis and have that face-to-face social interaction. Yeah, I've texted with some of my teen friends and I'm hearing that it's this expectation of what they had for their senior year. They got to watch when they were juniors, watch the seniors do all these fun things and they just couldn't wait for it to be their turn. And then they feel like it's just like, poof, just gone. And that's a really hard thing to cope with. So Cameron, could you tell us maybe how parents can show up for their teens best right now to help them get through this hard time? It's been really beneficial to have just some space and alone time. Mm. I think if you allow your teen space and an open line of communication, then that allows us teens time to comprehend and work out some of those big feelings. Initially, I didn't even want to talk to my mom, who happens to be the easiest person on the planet to talk to. (laughs) She is. I agree. (laughs) But the reason that I didn't want to talk to her was because I couldn't quite put my feelings into words. Mm -hmm. As she's been compassionate and empathetic with my situation and worked to get me involved in our family activities, I felt that I could come to her with all of my grievances, however minor they may be like missing out on senior sunset. Um, But it's important to acknowledge the validity of the emotions that you think your teen is feeling. Obviously, there are worse things to happen in the world than missing out on your senior prom or graduation. But when you err on the side of compassion instead of comparison, then your teen feels like they can more fully reach out to you on their timing. So let them feel what they're feeling. Don't try and talk them out of their emotions or try to change their mind. I don't think any amount of cookies or affirmative words will convince them to stop grieving. I mean, cookies help, but you can't talk someone out of grief. I love that. I love that you are giving recognition to the fact that, yes, there are hard things that are worse than this. Like, it's not like you guys don't know that, but it is not helpful to compare. And I love that you kind of have those two words, comparison and compassion. It doesn't help them to say that those things don't matter. Like it matters to you. And so it should make you have some compassion. It matters to our teens. My heart hurts that their hearts are hurting. And if it had happened to me in that same scenario, I would absolutely be grieving. Yeah. So really having that compassion, giving them the recognition that their feelings are valid and real so that they can actually move through them instead of just suppressing them. I just think that's so important. So I think that you're right on with those thoughts, Cameron. Siri, how can we really tell if they are grieving? What are the signs? How do we really know? 
I think the best thing we can do right now is just assume that they probably are. Because like Cameron said, you can never go wrong with just showing up with compassion and, and kindness and patience towards your team. Because grieving actually does look very different for everyone. You know, grief often might look like sadness, but it can also show up as anger. And a person that's grieving might seem more reserved or they might seem uninterested or they might be more irritable and moody. So they might even feel physical symptoms such as being more tired than usual, just maybe not feeling very well, and they might find it harder to fall asleep or harder to stay asleep. So what I have noticed is that during this time in my home, and even in some of the homes of my clients, the emotions are bigger and the reactions to just like common requests, we have been observing like just a bigger reaction. So for example, just the other night, like telling my children like, hey, it's 1030, it's time to turn the phones off and turn them in. In the past, that just may have been kind of like a little moan or kind of like a smirk or just like a sigh, like, oh, you know. But lately, it's been such a bigger reaction to the same request. So and I don't think their reaction is because I'm asking them to, you know, turn their phone in and turn it off. It's probably because they're having these series of thoughts like this isn't fair or I have no way to contact people and I've lost all my friends or I know that I've heard a team say I have no life anymore. And then as they kind of spiral down these thoughts, then it's like, and I don't get to go to prom and now you're taking my phone away. <laughs> and so most often, and this is something to remember always, right? Not just during the quarantine, but most often our reactions might not be because of the current request, right? To turn their phone in. It's because of the things they were thinking about their overall life. So as parents just try to show up again, I don't know that we can reiterate this enough, the kindness and patience especially now as their reactions to requests that maybe just a few weeks ago would have showed up as a little bit of an annoyance or a sigh, they might be coming with more of a protest, they might be some you know, louder voices, or it might even be met with some tears. So as a parent, if we are noticing these bigger reactions or lots of different emotions or possibly even less emotions, if our teams seem edgy or moody, or if they might just have like a lack of feeling, then you might be grieving. So just remind yourself that your feelings are yours and they're valid and they're totally normal during this time. No one can be telling anyone else what's appropriate because we're all doing this by ourselves and together for the first time. And so just make sure that you are giving your time, yourself time to feel these emotions and to just grieve if that's what you want to be doing right now. Don't try to think it needs to hurry up and get better. Oh, totally agreed. We might need to avoid this black and white thinking that either it goes the way I want it to, or it's a complete disaster. We don't have to have these huge swings, like my life's over, this isn't going the way I want. We can find this middle ground to like find a sweet spot and the goodness amongst the grief. I know you don't think you can feel that at the same time, but we can. We can feel both at once. And when we're stuck in this thinking, I think many teens just feel like they can't make plans for the future. It just seems so unclear. What is the future even going to look like? So how do you suggest that teens move forward with planning and how would you encourage them to keep dreaming at this time? You know, as I've felt a lack of motivation, I've really had to take a step back and try to see the bigger picture. No one is sure when the quarantine will end. It could be next month. It could be next year. Fingers crossed it's not. Yeah. Um, but our future has always been just that uncertain. Why stop planning? 
we couldn't expect quarantine just as you couldn't expect a hurricane or loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. But it will be more beneficial if we utilize this time to just continue working on our goals and develop skills. Right now, I've been able to work on my cake business, um, assist my sister in developing a really awesome website, make masks for our community, and save some money by picking up some extra shifts at my work. Things that I normally couldn't have done with my previous schedule. Look at all those bright moments you're looking for and that you're doing still. Like you sound really busy still. That's awesome. (laughs) She's very busy. (laughs) So Siri, what would you say to that same question? So when it feels hard to move forward, I think we just, and when it's hard to like keep hope, I encourage everyone to ask themselves, who do they want to be at the end of this? So this time that we spend in quarantine, it's going to pass by no matter what. So when it's over, do you want to be more prepared for what's next? Do you want to be closer to your future goals? Or do you want to end up frustrated and disappointed that you didn't use this time to continue doing just what you've always done? So I encourage everyone to continue working on the things that you felt were important prior to all of this happening. Don't use these current circumstances as a reason to stop trying in your life. And actually, recently, I wrote a blog post that kind of reminded me about this. It was about giving your future self gifts. So our past self has given us gifts that we are currently enjoying now. And then our current self is working towards giving our future self gifts. So some of the gifts for me that my past self worked really hard at to allow me the opportunity to benefit now is like a college education or my life coach certification. Cultivating friendships is something my past self really worked hard on so I can enjoy now. Um, I took a health journey where I lost like 100 pounds or even like getting married to my eternal companion. So what I want to remind you is we're constantly in this cycle of giving ourselves gifts, even in the midst of like this quarantine. So what we are doing now, or even ask yourself, what are you doing now to prepare yourself for your future? So for teens, you know, it might just look like doing your homework or studying for a test so that you can receive these good grades. These good grades then might allow you to go to a college and even possibly a college of your choice with a scholarship. Another example for teens is just like developing a sport or a musical talent. And you're going to attend, you know, classes in this area or take private lessons. and You're going to spend time practicing. And again, these will teach you the value and consistency of hard work. Or if you choose, they can turn into scholarships as well. Another gift that you could be possibly working on always giving yourself is like showing up for work on time and just being really willing to work hard and willing to follow the rules at work. Then you can get promoted or even possibly intentionally saving money for a paycheck for your future. So again, I want to ask you, what are you currently doing now to set your future self up with amazing gifts? As Cameron said, the future is always uncertain. So I encourage you to put the effort in now, knowing that there will be a future. Life is not ended. It's just different right now than we expected. But that's always going to be the case. Life is always going to be different than we expect it to be. Mm -hmm. I do love that you're pointing out that life is always different than we expect it to be, which is why, you know, this is so applicable to any time in life that you kind of have to find ways within yourself to motivate yourself. So going along with that same train of thought, I know many of us have probably fallen into some habits that we probably wouldn't normally do because of this weird time. 
bad eating habits, maybe sleeping at irregular times and not sleeping normal hours. Social media habits have kind of gone out the window maybe. And I know some of these things make us feel even more hopeless. So how can we be more motivated, more self-motivated to stick to our goals and even through these feelings of maybe anxiety and extra boredom? I think one of the best things we can do when trying to get more, I guess, motivated is to kind of realize where that maybe possible lack of motivation comes from. So it's completely normal for us as humans to want to stop feeling negative emotions. So as humans, we do whatever we can to stop these negative feelings. And that's why like overeating, overspending, over sleeping, drinking, pornography, things of those nature, those type of habits, they provide us with a way to escape what we are currently feeling. And so they're very popular. For example, if you are sad, and of course most of us don't like feeling sad, so we might want to avoid that feeling as best as we can, and so we decide to eat something that maybe normally we wouldn't eat in normal situations when we're able to understand our feelings. Lots of times right now, people are getting bored, so we get on Instagram to try to take away the bored feelings, or we might be feeling super angry, and so we might get on Amazon and start shopping. Ask yourself, what do you do when you are feeling an emotion that you don't want to feel? I want you to really answer that question though for yourself. It's not rhetorical. This awareness will add so much value to your life. So what do you do when you want to avoid the feeling of, and then you just go ahead and fill in the blank. Because when you do that thing, whatever it is that you are participating in, whether it's shopping or drinking or pornography or whatever, it's usually taking away that negative feeling, but for a very short time. But in the end, the behavior that you, that you engaged in most often leaves you with the same feelings that you were trying to avoid. Plus, now you have new feelings such as shame or guilt or hopelessness because if the thing that you were engaged in had a net negative consequence, if it was like against your core values or against the goals you were trying to hit or against your desires, then you might, that's when it would become that net negative consequence. So it kind of, it might look like this. Let me just help you. I don't know if that was too wordy. So let me kind of help you see through this. So if you're feeling sad and if you're like me, when I feel sad, I might want to make some dessert. So for example, you decide to make cookies because you're feeling sad and then you eat seven of them. <laughs> Maybe while baking and even while eating the cookies, the sadness goes unnoticed, but it's still there and you were just avoiding it with the distraction of the cookies. Now that the cookies are eaten, you notice that you still feel that underlining sadness that you started to try to get rid of while you were baking the cookies, but now you also might feel a little bit of guilt or you might be upset that you ate these cookies and you still feel sad. So here's the bottom line, right? Either way, if we're going to feel sad with or without the cookies in this example, if you're going to feel sad either way, then what I want to encourage you to do and what I encourage my clients to do is feel that feeling. Just let it be there, right? Allow that sadness to be there without acting on it, without trying to avoid it, without trying to push it away. Just let yourself be sad. I think sometimes it's okay to just say, I'm sad right now, and that's okay. The feelings of these negative emotions never hurt anyone. It's just a feeling. Feelings are good for us to experience. So don't spend a lot of time trying to make your feelings go away. Just allow them to be there and process through them. That is such a good point to bring up, Siri. Um, something that I personally struggle with is... I do think it's very important to feel our feelings. We have to, or we'll just store them and then they'll just grow and just take over eventually. But 
I, I don't want to live in that space. I don't want to stay sad. So what is something you could tell us, like what's an appropriate amount of time to be bummed out and mope around? And then how do you just decide, okay, like I got to rise above. I can't live in this space forever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's an appropriate amount of time because like as Cameron said, things are changing and we get like a new disappointment every couple of days. You know, they, yeah. they haven't said school's completely canceled, but then you hear all these other states. So I don't know that we get to quantify when's an appropriate amount of time, but maybe when you realize that it's maybe causing you some net negatives in your life. So like if it's starting to spiral you down and you're not able to do some of the things you want to do, maybe you can just realize, okay, I do feel sad about this, but can I I feel sad and still do and then whatever it is right it's almost like you put your sadness back on or you put your grieve grievance on as like a backpack and you're just like you're just gonna come along with me because okay. I still have a life I still have goals I still have things I want to know because it's possible to like cook dinner or FaceTime a friend and still feel sad and still be productive so just notice like it doesn't hurt to feel the feelings and know they're there, but just not trying to change them and tell yourself like you shouldn't feel this way or it's been long enough, get over it, or it's not that big a deal because then those will just put you in another spiral of even different emotions. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that answered it yes. well, but just do your thing and feel sad anyways. I like it. I like the backpack visual. And then one day when you realize that backpack doesn't seem as heavy, maybe there's some things that just worked themselves out or you just don't feel as deep and heavy about and you can just check those things out. I think that's smart to just just get up and keep moving. You can bring it with you and you can feel it, but maybe it'll start to lighten before you even know it. Siri, maybe you can help us kind of dealing with these feelings of like, I'm not really living right now. I don't really know how to focus my energy. I don't want to look back and feel like I wasted all my time, but not pushing ourselves too much. How do you kind of balance those feelings and not having regrets over not making memories and things like that? What I like to remind people is we are making memories right now. They are just different than we thought that they would be. So you may have been dreaming of graduating from high school or going to prom or just even living in like the college dorms while attending school and not having non-relative roommates or possibly dating. Mm -hmm. so I get it. Like it's totally different. And as we have mentioned before, I too feel so badly for all of these teens that aren't making the memories that they thought that they would be having right now. I personally think that these teens are getting the first set of like social consequences of this quarantine because they are currently missing out immediately. So however, though, I encourage you to pay attention to the memories that are being made. So you might be doing things with your family that you've not done before. You guys are making this memory of attending homeschool for those of you that have never done it before. And you guys are literally making history with a memory that you're going to tell your grandkids someday. So although the traditional social settings, these fun things that you're doing, these memories, those things that seem routine, those things that seem ordinary, those are the steps that you need to take to, to set yourself up for those future gifts that I talked about. So those gifts, those things that you are doing consistently and daily, those things that you are wanting to do, those small steps, they will be worth the memories that they are providing you now, as well as the opportunities that they're going to provide for you in the future. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to add like just that we need to focus on what we've gained along the way and who you've already become. There's no doubt this quarantine is changing us. It's changing our country 
it's changing the world. And the actual diploma handling and all those little details that we're missing out on, they are not the most important. What's more important is the person that you are developing into and that you have this entire year already. I just wonder if it would be crazy to entertain this thought that could this experience possibly have helped us become an even more dynamic and well-rounded person? We can ask ourselves, what's the good from what I see that has happened? I think because we've been so forced to slow down and really take a look at our lives and who we are individually, it's given us this moment to recognize what we really value personally. And when this whole thing's over, we get to choose what we pick back up. We get to reinvent who we are and what we want to be the most important for us individually as we go forward. So that's what I would like to add is just maybe realizing that there could be some silver lining here and it can help us recognize like what we want our life and our future to look like. I love that, Tony. I love it too. And I also think I would like to encourage people to give like the good and the bad, that equal airtime. Cause you know, no one just wants to be like, buck up, stop being sad, blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't want to hear that, but we also don't want to be hearing like, it could be worse. It could be horrible. You could be going off to war. Like, so whatever you're telling yourself in your head, just make sure it's kind of like that same 50, 50. Like if you want to grieve and be sad for those things, do it. And again, as you said, ask yourself, what is going good right now? How can I be improving? And just make sure you are living in both both, I guess, sets of stories you're telling yourself, the good and the bad that's going on right now. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. Cameron, I want to know if you could just speak to all the teens out there and to just kind of hold their hearts and what would you say to them? I would just say that it's going to end at some point. So (laughs) just look forward to it ending and do what you can now to be productive and like you said, become more well-rounded. Perfect. I love that. This has been so valuable. Siri and Cameron, thank you so much for coming on and helping us kind of create this conversation and just reach out to anyone who's feeling alone in these feelings. We are all in this together, but sometimes we still feel a little alone. So I really appreciate you for both being the voice of the teen and helping to kind of give some tools for parents and for teens. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. I can think of no better time to focus on some self-reflection and learning more about the amazing person that you already are. Align Ambition specializes in guiding you in finding your individual strengths, values, and skills to find career and education alignment that will best fit your personality. With online consultations and group options, Align Ambition is the perfect place to find purpose and guidance for your future. Click on the link in the show notes to find out more.